With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Sorry about that mix-up. That was on me. Oh, not a problem. No, I, I wasn't sure because I just saw you say nine, and that's always uh, you know the thing with me being in the East, uh, just making sure. But um, thankfully, my 10 o'clock actually opened up right as that happened. So it's like God's timing. Oh, I always love that. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, I love the record. Um, I've been, uh, you know, really just kind of doing what I always do with your records, giving it multiple listens through before ever writing about it. Cause I, I always feel like, um, you know, your process, um, of making the art, uh, and especially in this case, it's been many years since we've had new songs from you, um, you know, requires kind of some unfurling on my end to just make sure I'm getting into the depth of what you're singing about and uh as you know i want to both write a review and one of those song-based story devotional articles that i like to write and yeah, i know we could do great. we could do a num we could do a number of those for this record in my opinion but i have been very intrigued by soul of things from the first time i heard it and even just that word soul um is a concept i don't i don't necessarily 
write about probably as much as I should in having written weekly devotionals for 14 years. So it actually sort of challenges me. I need to be thinking a little bit more about like that deep well of our soul um, that and what that means. And I think these last two years, yeah. especially, yeah. you know, with with a lot more time for self-reflection and what's most important. And I would actually also argue something you've consistently sung about um, the challenge of uh, authenticity and relationship and um, being known and knowing others, um, you know, is, is actually at the root of it. Um, I think what getting in touch with what your soul um, feels is actually kind of what, life is about. Uh, that's what our journey is in many ways. So that's sort of the context I'm bringing to listening to the song and the record. But I'd love to hear from your perspective, the songwriting story, uh, a soul of things. Yes. Um, the soul of things started, it was the first song that really presented itself as being ready for the record. I knew I wanted to work on an album, but um, that song was the first to take shape for me and it really set kind of a like you said a there are really two themes in this record one is forgiveness or reconciliation the other one is through the lens of memory and how we tell our stories how we remember and so those themes are kind of playing through all the songs and um but solo things starts when i got into my car and uh when i turned on the car the radio was already on and it was a man I think it was on I can't remember a show about the brain I can't remember but um this the man on the radio just said it's isn't it interesting that someone can know us for a matter of minutes and name pretty closely what it might take us 10 years of therapy to identify about ourselves and I had mm. such a reaction to this statement um that I, I turned the radio off immediately and I just thought, ooh, I have to think about that. I felt something about that. I felt exposed. I felt like all this work that I've done to tuck this in or make sure people don't know this about me or, you know, to have not, not like big secret things, but just the way that we move through the world. Um, oh, I wouldn't want them to know that I'm insecure in this regard or that I'm, you know, uh, or, or any number of things, just even if it is big stuff. I just felt like, uh, oh, it's all... Yes, I know what you're talking about. I have met someone and thought, um, wow, they really have a chip on their shoulder or or they're, you know, and I, I did, it, I guess, in that moment, mean it kind of in this not all negative way, but just how do I get past all of the filters and things that I, I'm just convinced that it's very hard for us to tell ourselves the truth. And I think the more I think about songwriting, I think that's what I'm trying to do when I'm songwriting. I'm trying to uh, get past the first parts, which are always um, what would be cool to say? What's the faithful thing to say? What should, what would this person like me to say? And to get to the real human part of it um, and to say, this is actually what it has meant to me to be human. <laughs> this is what I've experienced. And, trust you know in that place that that kind of coming clean with that actually this is what i this is what i'm going through is always going to kind of be the right way forward so i use in the book 
that we created. We created like this deluxe CD book, but I use a quote from The Voice, which is a translation of, uh, um, not a translation, what do you call it? A paraphrase of the Bible, like the message. Yep. And after the after Jesus speaks with the woman at the well, um, the way she words it says that she goes away to her town and it says, I met a stranger and he knew everything about me. And so I think Jesus is doing something where he, he sees past people's behavior. He sees past all the labels, all the ways that we would engage with people. And we would, you know, we just have this judging mind. I think it's part of the fall of not the knowledge of good and evil, that we're constantly kind of evaluating uh, people. And um, Jesus does something different. He looks through all this stuff and must see in something about the core person, the soul of that person and what's kind of going on uh, because of their reactions. You know, they drop what they're doing and follow him. Um, she has this sense about herself and who she is that's, that's different. It's been transformed. So I think I could try to attempt to learn that <laughs> the rest of my life and it would be a life well lived. No, I love that. Um, and thank you, because by the way, I use the voice translation all the time. I describe it this oh, way. I describe it as I describe it as the new New King James. It's it's from the same publisher. Um, so it's like the newest version. Uh, and and I agree. I think it takes the um, perspective. Uh, well, it's some people describe it as being written more like a screenplay. Uh, and I like mm. that because it's sort of like explaining which character is saying what so that you can kind of follow along. Uh, and, and I feel like your album uh, in some ways, uh, you know, there's actually even movie reference, you know, um, in, in your album, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, there's, there's cultural references. I'll say that uh, in your, in your record, which I really like. And I don't, I have not read the book um, that you cite uh, for a few of the songs, but of course, you know, with me and these these song-based devotionals, I am very intrigued by the some of the biblical unpacking um, that we could do together. You know, you just gave me one example. Um, but when you talked about that it's hard for us to tell the truth, it's hard to forgive. Um, and it is and it's hard um, to to fully recollect memories. I think all three of those things are interconnected. You know, I think um, we sometimes either, gloss over things in our memories for the good or bad um beat ourselves up for example or hold grudges um i would say we also um try to edit things and try to make them yeah. seem better than yeah. they are and if i've picked up on one thing about authenticity in these last several years you know with this internet generation uh social media generation um it's it's an edited version of ourselves it's not the real um flawed version and, and now culturally you know you have some of the social media companies admitting um that this is causing um psychological yeah. issues in yeah. people um you know so so you were onto that back with invisible empires um and i actually was tracking with you back then and i feel like it's exponentially gotten worse uh, especially in the isolation of these last couple of years so so i'm gonna i actually i'm gonna quote you the message translation um, this is this is the uh, other anchor passage I wanted us to maybe step off from for both soul of things and kind of how that flows into some of the other messages of the record. Um, so Psalm 103, verse 1 through 
verses 6 to 18 in the message translation, Eugene Peterson says it this way, God is sheer mercy and grace, not easily angered. He's rich in love. He doesn't endlessly nag and scold, nor hold grudges forever. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve, nor pay us back in full for our wrongs. As, as high as heaven is over the earth, so strong is his love to those who fear him. And as far as this, as sunrise is from sunset, he has separated us from our sins. And I love this last line, as parents feel for their children, God feels for those who fear him. And I kind of feel like what your opening track does for me is it calms my soul. Um, and I kind of like take whatever anxiety and busyness of the day or to-do list um, that I was maybe weighed down by. And I find myself releasing that as I listen to this song. And mm -hmm. it makes me think of a passage like that one that, hey, if I'm feeling scolded or nagged, <laughs> or if I'm holding a grudge or someone's holding a grudge against me, you know, as someone who is a follower of Jesus, that's not walking in his way. You know, his way is free. His way has grace. His way has forgiveness when we don't deserve it. And isn't honestly a lot of what gets in the way of being known and knowing somebody like how you quoted that uh, John 429 passage. I met a stranger who knew everything about me. Like that woman at the well was going from husband to husband to husband, you know, and was, um, or, you know, man to man to man in, in the one she was with wasn't her current husband. But Je Jesus didn't judge her. Jesus didn't yeah. um, uh, make her feel less than. Um, Jesus knew her for who she was. And yeah, through exactly. his grace, uh, what, who she was was not something he made her feel bad about. And that's him showing us how he wants to love another person <laughs> um so i feel like this the the album opens with that kind of truth and obviously closes with that kind of truth with loving a person and then obviously in between there's a whole lot we can unpack but yeah just in me reading you that um psalm 103 passage kind of how do you feel that maybe yeah. unpacks a theme that you hear throughout this record well first of all i just want to say thank you for like listening thank you for listening like with intention sorry um it means a lot you know like to get to talk about the record this way is really a gift and um uh so thank you kevin for all this time just like tuning in and paying attention i i it's not lost on me i don't i feel really grateful for that um i i love that chapter there was maybe maybe 10 years ago my mom and i memorized psalm 103 and i don't know that i could quote it fully now but there are big parts of it that that stay with me in that um you know he doesn't treat you as your sins deserve it's a pretty big one um and and just that we are all in the soup uh that great empathy is called for um mm. that we were we are forgetful of on both fronts, like you said, we were, we're editors of how kind of how terrible we can be, and then we're editors of how amazing 
we are or how beautiful and and um wonderful and full of you know a calling for wonder you know each human heart calls for wonder and um and so we we're editors on both of those fronts and and you're right i love you've just drawn my attention to something that was that was i hadn't there were i think kind of maybe subconscious reasons why that song made its way to the front of the album but it mm. is me saying we're going to do this this is what mm-hmm. none of this album will make sense if you don't understand that i'm trying to do i want to kind of position us here where we're going to look at each other kind of like the song it's me from fireflies and songs where it's just yes. between troy and i interpersonally but hey there's a there's a boy in there you know with wounds and with uh desires and thoughts and and a whole life of experiences and here's here i am and but we're gonna try to see each other and even though our memories are big they, they they get they become rigid very quickly what we take away that's just fascinating the whole science i've been just also dwelling in the kind of science of the brain and memory and how what terrible witnesses of our own experience we are. Um, and then what, what makes it through is really uh, like the, what memories kind of carry through. It's a little bit like um, uh, that great book, the things they carried. Um, but you know, what, what we sort of bring forward with us and as someone who has dealt with, um, you know, different mental health uh, challenges, what my brain decides keep sometimes it's really Mm. it's just fraught you know it's loaded and I have to be intentional about Ebenezer's and I have to be intentional about um, the stories that I tell myself and that I you know or that I meditate on that I let you know stay stay with me and so um, yeah I love that that idea about the bookend I had never thought about that how this is really bookended in that but it is the the intention of of the record um that we keep in front of us hey while you were blowing it you know jesus loved you and um and how we're we're you know a lot of the record then as it goes on it's really looking interpersonally it's taking those lenses and it's looking interpersonally and communally what we're doing right now and how i just feel about it that would be alice wonderland so yes and and that 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 chapter that 103 um it would be the would be the uh, other book end to maybe Jeremiah. The heart is dark. Who can know it? You mm. know, um, yeah. which was also kind of on my mind there. Um, but it's not all like you said. It's not all about just telling the truth about the the depravity. It's also telling the truth about how loved we are and how and the, and the value to like actually see into someone's. Uh, heart. I, I've always loved um, up here in Minnesota. We have uh, Greg Boyd. I don't go to his church, but he's um, he always keeps in front of you. The um, he speaks of any. He says that this person, you know, he'll just be telling a story, and he's like, I, I ran into this person of infinite value. <laughs> he just adds that little phrase after anyone he's talking about, and especially if he's talking about someone he disagreed with. I was talking with this person online of infinite value and mm. and i just i love that framework of that that c.s lewis says we've never met a mere mortal um and yeah so putting that in front of us and now let's talk about um the way we're talking to each other let's talk about the craziness the 
you know, uh, all that. Right. The polarization, yeah. because because we're not treating each other as human beings, unfortunately. Um, and no. or no. or we're not following the golden rule. We can say it that way. Um, and and I. So yeah, I'm going to draw one other through line if you don't mind, because it'll just help me yeah. gather my thoughts, gather my thoughts for the record. So it makes me, I mean, not, not that I'm jumping over the other tracks, but when I get to reach inside, um, I feel like it culminates in something in me personally. So, um, and I mentioned the movie thing, like you make the, the movie reference, like how we sort of see things and we remember them and how we remember them and of course, movies are also edited, but I've actually thought a lot about like, what would the movie of my life look like? Or what would like the yeah. soundtrack of my life sound like, you know, that yeah. type of thing. And so I think I track with you in these kinds of references. But when you get to the gather around your cross of execution, pass the peace and pass the bread. What do you remember when you take the cup? What do you forget? And I feel like that is, for me, that freeing moment. Um, in the record like i'm i'm kind of like mm -hmm. tracking with everything you're singing about i'm 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 agreeing with everything you're singing about or at least i'm i'm contemplating it and then i get to that point and i'm like oh yeah am i actually you know in you know when i'm doing um you know i'm celebrating communion or if i'm you know if i'm actually observing the way jesus expected us to have our forgiveness not be based on anything we've done but based on what he did and are we allowing you know our sins to be as far as the east is from the west um and and not remembered anymore or are we carrying those with us and making them part of our identity and and maybe worse making them part of other people's identities and I I I think that points me to one other biblical passage, um, 2 Corinthians 5, 16 and 19, where Paul says, and this is just NIV, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here, all this is from God. And here's the key, the word reconciliation, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that yeah. God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So, so to me, I feel like those two passages and that John passage that you kind of share in the liner notes, they all go together. And I feel like they kind of cover a lot of the overarching themes of this record. And I feel like it all comes to a head there um, in, in that song. And then I am, am very moved by the song, Nothing, just so you know, because then I feel like my heart is so soft at that point um, that when you kind of walk me through what you say there in that song, and then you kind of flip it and turn it to something. And it's again about our words. <laughs> um, I 100% resonate with that because it's like, oh, so many things that come out of my mouth. I'm like, Lord, please <laughs> sanctify my words. Um, yeah. And I've been studying Proverbs and James. I trust I go through so many Proverbs and James studies about words. 
and I'm convicted every single time. But yeah, I just wondered if um, if I'm on the right track uh, is my main question. Yeah, but yeah. two, I love. Yeah. The the, yes, I love what you're saying, and I would say that to the um, to the passages on reconciliation, a hundred percent. And you would know. So one interesting thing about this whole album is, and you may have noticed, but I. I tied my faith language arm behind my back um, and on purpose. It's not a declaration sure. of anything. I'm not moving in and I'm not moving away from anything except I guess to say what started with really with add to the beauty. So add to the beauty was a, was coming out of the other side of something was uh, I was coming out of faith crisis and, um, and my last attempts to sort of like, be something for like CCM or be something for, you know, um, I don't know, like try to, try to, try to do something that I felt was like being asked of, of me or whatever. And add to the beauty was really my sort of recognizing that orthopraxy. I didn't want to be talking about anything that I wasn't, that I didn't have receipts for, that I wasn't living out in my life. And that was about the time I found IJM and it was about the time that all that stuff was opening up in my heart. And I, in, I think the integration of faith and life is foremost in every record I've made from the beginning. You know, um, I've been asking that question. All right, then we talk what Eugene Peterson calls the dreaded God talk, you know, on Sunday, we get together and we say all these things. We sing these songs with de- declarative voices. But, and, and I think we can reduce a lot of it to the, not when, it, when my pastor used to say, what does that mean for the rest of your week? He meant something, I think, like what I call the virtue bar. We were standing under the virtue bar and we were jumping up and trying to hang on for 30 seconds or for a minute or for two minutes or, you know, and I've tried uh, my my whole, I guess, faith journey has brought me to that that virtue bar and that <clears throat> the process of there's there's actual praxy behind uh, all of this. It means something here. It's not all just you know for the hereafter. And so with this song in particular, yes, I'm that, that moment of what do you remember? What do you forget? uh, Is that um, there, Jesus was subverting a whole power structure. He was subverting a whole, every man had said in his heart, if I were God, every single one of us has said, if I were God, if I were running this thing, this is how it would go power over power over i'm going to try to get everyone on board with what how i think this thing should be going and then the only one who could actually do that actually land on the earth like thor and say you know let's let's go we're going to do this thing this way um he submits that power he lays it down he subverts it and it's it's a state sanctioned execution you know, right. um, it's the people, it's the state, it's the whole, it's the whole thing. So that song is really, is really looking at the, uh, our words and our ability to sort of, um, internalize the messages of the past of, of remembering well and all this, uh, 
we cannot continue to escalate in violent talk and and not move towards violence that 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 language matters and that language will move us towards towards violence and the spirit of reconciliation that we've been invited into is this uh is this servant you know um submitting of our power and that to me is a very important conversation right now on many fronts and i feel like we are for all of our talk all these years, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, will turn from mm. their ways, well, we have a short list of what those ways are. We have a very short virtue list of what that means. Yes. And I think the depth of it, uh, if we were to really look at, um, you know, especially around uh, our conversations around racial reconciliation, I don't understand our resistance to repentance. I don't understand it, um, and I don't understand uh, the the response. You know, when um, when I, I to me in 2015, I was being invited into because of the music I wrote for IJM. I was being invited into all kinds of neat conversations, and my feeling about it, as my own eyes were opening to a number of things. Um, I had seen the justices around the world. I could not see it for my own community. I could not see it for a lot of my, just where we are in our spaces. And I thought in 2015, we were headed towards uh, a really neat moment. I thought as my own heart was coming to life in, in, I thought when certain Christian leaders get, get a hold of this, there's going to be foot washing. There's going to be, sackcloth and ash you know i thought there was going to be genuine a softening and we were going to see at epic biblical levels a spiritual move uh, on that front of of racial reconciliation and to see what happens next in 2016 it was for me and i was out at churches i'm still out you know i get this really cool bird's eye view of things i'm at large churches i'm at small churches i'm ecumenically broad experience in um so i the next thing we did after that was so um disheartening the um the doubling down and defending of indefensible things i just i don't understand it so this this is kevin my way of saying a lot of things i have strong feelings and, and opinions but i also have always been a bridge builder and i've always wanted to say let us reason together and right. um so this is my attempt to say a lot of that and in Really, that that song is addressing our our escalating uh, talk. And have we not learned anything? Um, we go see a movie, movie after movie after movie, and think, well, that was kind of funny. That was that moved me. I cried, but you know, um, then we go off and you know vilify our neighbor. <laughs> and yeah, no, I, I'm yeah. with you. So you know, it's funny. I rank. So the reason that even the movie reference resonates with me is is I. I basically as a, a reviewer, right? I'll just, I'll put on that hat for a second. Um, yeah, in right. reviewing art, it's what moves me, right? And so what does that do? It's it's reaching inside, you know? Is it yeah. reaching inside yeah. and pulling, some, pulling something out of me? Um, and if it does, then that stays with me. And I shouldn't think of things the same if it did that. If it did... If it changed my mind about something or if it enlightened me or um, educated me uh, about something I maybe didn't fully 
understand before. I should not go back to an old habit. And your word, the word habit is in the record too, which I really like. Because um, these are important words um, to think about, yeah. right? Like what, what are some of my habits? What are some of my words? Um, yeah. Am I allowing things I learn to reach inside me? Um, and then that's the same way I listen to music, as you can obviously tell. Um, and and it's the same thing, right? Like whatever your framework, uh, you you are you are speaking from your heart, you know, out of the abundance of of the heart, basically, right? Like this is where you're coming from. And I, by the way, thank you very much for explaining that because sometimes our readers, and again, just speaking from my website's perspective sometimes our readers have trouble with the more poetic language um and and prefer more the very like obvious language i'm clearly on the opposite side of that i i actually find the more poetic the better um as you know i affectionately call that gourmet um and also yeah. writing for for another website um and what is meant by that is is purely that it's going to require you to actually use your brain um and your other senses um you know so you can you can think but you can also hear and you can hopefully be emotionally changed in some way uh and then make it just make you think a little bit more about your your words and your thoughts and um your habits and those types of things to your to and i would imagine for you if that's the outcome a record like this could have for 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 some people then that's mission accomplished right that's why you do art i i presume um is is it's cathartic for you but you also know sharing these thoughts out into the world can hopefully be a little bit of a change agent in some way uh, am, am i on the right track yeah. with that yeah. yes so, i think i've over the years, I've had feelings, you know, different thoughts about that in regard to um, I can't control really how people do react or how, you know, if they um, I, I ha- you, you and I have talked about being didactic in the past. I, yes. you know, I do have like a teacher. I, I'm wired that way to be a teacher. Um, but I also want to be careful about being too didactic in what I'm saying. So I am I I have many times just I have to repeatedly kind of let go of how someone sort of like receives it or understands it or not. But you're right that for me, poetry and metaphor, we desperately need it. Um, I was in that, you know, CCM space. There isn't a lot of room outside of a certain, you know, set of ideas um, for metaphor and, and for, you know, that kind of language always. But to me, uh, metaphor is absolutely necessary. Walter Brueggemann talks about how poetry opens and opens and opens and opens, and it's it is biblical. It's uh, you know there's so many. Uh, if we were to strip the Bible of its imagery, um, uh, it would be there would hardly be anything left. So, um, yeah, that that is I, I am I'm I, I am a very often frustrated communicator in that my um, my 
and maybe like you, but I'm ruminating constantly. And this, this record you've, you've mentioned, it, it's very literary. There's a book probably behind every song. There's, you know, Remains yes. of the Day. Kazuo Ishikura, I have two books there, the very giant, but then obviously Edgar Allan Poe, Tell to Heart, Alice in Wonderland. Um, and then and from there, there are other books behind each song. There's sort of a, a book that I was reading and thinking about. And, um, but I ruminate all day long, making connections. But I struggle um, getting words out onto the page. It's very difficult for me. It always has been. And, and some of it has to do with just the, the way I'm wired in, in my, some, you know, even in school, I wasn't a great student because it was hard for me to get the things productivity wise out on the page. And I had a spiritual director once say, she said, you're like a deep lake with a tiny door in the dam, you know, a dammed up lake with a tiny door and you really need the time to get, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm making basically three minute songs, uh, you know, that are, that take me years to write. <laughs> and oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it, it's kind of like you said, it's the fullness of this record is the fullness of a lot of thwarted sort of conversations that I, um, I love and, you know, I see the world, it's nuanced. I believe in mystery. I can hold tensions. I'm, you know, I'm not uh, binary at all in the sense of like zeros and ones. It's like I, I have to engage with things, you know, philosophically. I like to uh, think about like you, I'll make all those connections. And then, to, but to try to communicate that to somebody is just nearly impossible. So any conversation I'm having in the last you know, four to five years, it's like all I can kind of do is, is, say, ah, it's more complicated than that, or, or just kind of have this ball of feelings inside, you know, that's just uh, as, as actual relationships are being impacted, as I'm actually uh, having this strain, you know, and, and so desperately wanting to sort of like uh, voice things. So that's the, that's the personal backdop to why I'm, why I'm written music since I was four and five, you know, um, it, it could always come out there. It could always sort of a few drops of water could make it through the door that way. And, um, and my friend who's a spiritual director said, you also need other people to help you. And I've, I've realized that that's true as well. Um, I have, you know, sounding boards and people that I will, I have to kind of verbalize any number of things before I'm ready to commit something to paper. And, so this is sort of that distilled, <laughs> it's a lot, you know, I feel like it's a lot and it's only nine songs. I, I really heavily guarded the gate as far as um, Charlie Peacock did that for me with Fireflies and Songs. He was such a great goalie uh, mm. to say no to songs that just didn't, were not fitting what we were doing. And he rejected a number of songs. He would tell me, I uh, no, that's just not, that's not a Sarah Grove song. Or how did he say it? That's not quite at the level of a Sarah Grove song. So he was both like, he was both dissing me and complimenting me at the same time. <laughs> say, this song sucks. It's not, yeah. you know, uh, it's not a, it's not the best you can do. And he was a really great goalie. And I remembered that, oh, it was, he wasn't just sort of like waving on every idea that I had. 
And I, when now here that I'm sitting in the producer chair, I really had a sense of like, I, I want, and you know, I'm always painting a fruit bowl for many sides. I like to think thematically. And so I, I knew that song is not on this record. This one is, you know, and, and, uh, um, was very careful about, you know, this distilled <laughs> end result. Sorry, that was a big, long walk in the uh, No, it's field. fantastic because I believe you just explained to me why the album's called What Makes It Through, so thank you for that. Um, I, I, I think I kind of was already catching why it was called that, but you just really fully explained it to me, so thank you for that. Yeah, and uh, it's, that's also about memory. Um, the song Rendezvous has the title in it, and um, yeah, we're all, okay. it, it's just interesting what lingers, you know, what narratives hang on. Yeah. Yeah, that exactly there it is. It's so strange what makes it through. I, I, I love that because you're right. That is a mystery. Uh, and we we rather than rather than not be curious um, about mysteries, um, you know, to your point, it is biblical to be curious. It's biblical to um, be a Berean, <laughs> you know, study yeah. and think yeah. and contemplate and process individually because um, even just both the Psalm 103 and the Second Corinthians passage I read out to you is to me sort of themes that I kind of listen to the um, album through, uh, lenses I listen to the album through. Um, they're how I'm applying those messages to me personally, right? So yeah. it's it's a pers personal connection and, and a truth, ideally, um, people of faith can identify with. But, but probably more importantly, in, in my opinion, people who maybe aren't of faith um, or in a faith crisis, as you explained, um, may not fully be grasping those truths because maybe they're not seeing it. And that's, that's actually the barrier. And, and then they may realize they have a role and it's not, as you described earlier, um, like a thing that they're doing a performance. It's almost more of a heart change. That's all. That really is what it is. In my opinion, um, uh, a lot of, the whole idea of reach inside is to me, that's it. That's, that is sort of the difference. Um, you're either going to yeah. be hard hearted or you're going to be soft hearted. You're either going to go into yeah. your corner um, and, and, and it's us against them uh, or yeah. you're going to, um, <laughs> you're going to roll to the middle. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. so I, I, thing. Kind of, yeah. 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 You're going to see yeah, I love it. So thank you so much. As always, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I, I feel I can absolutely much write a much more informed review, which is my goal. Um, so I will be working on that and look forward to also, um, you know, letting the Holy Spirit basically work on my heart a bit um, on how to write about um, both Soul of Things and your record. But um, thank you for your graciousness of your time and uh, as always, for the intentionality you put into your art, it, it isn't lost on me either um, that that's unique. Uh, I, I listen to literally everything that comes out, and um, I always uh, cherish a new Sarah Gross record. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. It means a no, lot. I appreciate it and all the work you're going to put into this. I appreciate it. 
No, my pleasure. And I did receive my package. So I do have um, my own uh, hard copy. So thank you for that. That's also rare these days. Um, and uh, and I uh, am very excited to do my best to try to capture in about 500 words um, yeah. what, you're, what you're trying to say. Um, but uh, then after that, you know, maybe we can keep this conversation going because I'm kind of feeling convicted you and I should do our own conversation in depth on specifically um, reach inside. Like, like we should maybe unpack that one yeah. even a little bit more. Great. I love it. That sounds good. Awesome. Well, great. Well, thank you as always, cool. Sarah. And then, until we do talk again, all the best and God bless. And of course, I'd love to host you at my little church again sometime in the future. We'll see if we can make that happen. Oh, I would love that. Thank you. Well, Have thank a good you. Day, Kevin. Yeah, right. you too. And, and take care. And reach Talk out soon. anytime. Yeah. All I, right. I All will. Right. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.